and welcome to Crying on My Yoga Mat. My name is JD, and this podcast is all about building a community where, alongside amazing guests, we have real conversations about the low lows, celebrate the highs, and everything in between. I know what it's like to go through life feeling stuck and powerless to do anything about it. Here, you'll meet yourself where you are and learn tangible tools to help you become who you want to be while honoring the journey. You've gotten this far, so let's keep going together. Take a deep breath and let's go. Our guest is Nabila, a business coach and marketing strategist on a mission to help, support, and guide solopreneurs build thriving businesses. In this conversation, we talk about listening to your heart and accepting yourself anyway. Be aware that there is a trigger warning to this episode, as there is a brief mention of suicide and eating disorders. Let's hear from our guest. Hello. Thank you so much for being here with us. Of course. Of course. My pleasure. So how would today Nabila like to describe herself to our audience? Where are you at today? So today, in all honesty, I'm actually taking some time um, I'm taking it a lot easier this week because I was going really, really hardcore. So I had run one-on-one sessions and then I have a group program and um, I was going to do a second round of the group program, but you know, my heart wasn't in it. I, I didn't feel like it, like just everything, like I didn't have the energy for it. And I realized it's because I never took a break ever. Mm. And it's really hard for me to take a break. Um, I, even though I, t- I let my clients be like, yeah, take a break, take a break, but I don't take a break. <laughs> so I was like, um, I was really, really just in a state where I was not being very creative. Um, all these things, like there was just a lot going on, but there was just like not very much passion coming from me. And I realized because I was depleted, you know, like I was just kind of trying to squeeze like the last bit of my soul juice and I was like, I cannot do this anymore. So I decided that this week I'm going to not do too much. So this week I'm just Nabila, oh, just hanging so out here. Yeah. What is the thing you're most looking forward to to replenish you? Hmm. Well, definitely I really do like yoga a lot, um, but I really like long walks and listening to music. But also creating something just for the sake of creating it, because I haven't done that in a really long time. Because when I first started my business, you know, like you don't know very much what you're doing. Um, and there's just endless options. And I'm at, a, I'm at a stage where I have pretty much set things, you know, like I have the set program. I have set like templates for my for my Instagram. Like I know what kind of content I'm going to be creating. I know what to do. And so I feel like I did, haven't used this like creative energy just to just to create, just for the sake of it. And so I think that's something that will replenish me a lot. And yeah, just me time. Like I don't feel replenished when I spend a lot of time with people. And I came new to Dubai, so everyone's everyone's like inviting me everywhere, and I'm going all the time. So, so yeah, so I'm trying my best to take my time alone. Oh, that's wonderful. And yeah, how is Dubai so far? It's been great. To be honest, I never, before this, I was living in Barcelona and I never felt at home in Barcelona and Dubai, like instant, instant home. Oh, no way. Yeah. I came here and I just felt like I was home. Oh, that's so lovely. And is it because the people, is it the landscape? Is it just like 
you your body is just like, no, we're good here. I, I think um, if you want to get like super technical or <laughs> super technical, super woo woo a little bit, but like um, I think we're our energies are like a fit for some cur- uh, certain countries. And to so I've lived in a lot of different countries and um, California was one of the places for me. And then there's Dubai that I feel like just you come in here and you just fit in like a puzzle piece. Mm. And I think it's just my energy, something um, about this land just makes me feel so peaceful, super calm. Yeah. That is so cool. I really love to hear that because so many of us can be so nervous to leave our homes of origin and can, we can think that we're never going to find that home feeling somewhere else in the world, but you did. Yeah. Well, I was born in a place where I never felt at home. That's important. Thank you for saying that because that's a really big part of it is so many people really have yeah, never felt home. It's it's so crazy because actually um, I would always look at like everyone who has a home and like a stable family and like stable relationships around them and everything when I was in America or anywhere. And I'd be like, it's so crazy. I will never feel that way. Oh, wow. Because I've never been in a place long enough to be like, you know, creating these long relationships and everything. But I think they envy me because they're like, oh, you get to go and have new adventures. And then I'm more like, well, I really appreciate my life, to be honest. I'm very grateful. Um, but it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's a bit of a grass is always greener on the other side. Exactly. And I tell my friends this, and one of my friends said that this is so smart to say, so I'm going to say it here. Grass is always greener where you water it. Yes. Absolutely. And that's why you're able to love your life while holding that, oh, I see there are aspects that like could be really cool. Yeah, definitely. For sure. I think there's always something that could be better. (laughs) Always. Always. We could literally keep chasing things. I don't know what it is about humans. I mean, we know what it is about humans. We're just kind of naturally ungrateful so we could be like we could just that's why you have to just be like really be grateful you know like things could be going all well and you're just like sitting there like oh my god like what's happening and you're like dude look around like what is going on so you have to force it um to be like grateful yeah Oh, I love that. So while we're on this note, let's get into the thick of it. What is or has been one of your crying on your yoga mat moments? Okay, so just like everyone, I probably have a lot, like a lot all the time, and I'm sure there are more to come. But um, I think one of the biggest one um, is definitely when I went to America from Malaysia and... um, I, because I was living with my family in Malaysia, you know, and then when I went to America, I was by myself and um, I had come from like a religious home. And then I, when I came to America, I realized, and I don't know what happened in my brain. I was like, okay, so if I was born there, they told me that religion was true. And if I'm born here, they tell me this religion is true. Damn, which is true. And realize you're like oh my god if I was born on this side of the world and my religion would be something different they'll tell me and then I was like but then everything's fake and then I don't know then you just go into like this deep existential thing and I went to deep existential thing where I was like I don't want to do anything because nothing makes sense I don't want to buy anything because nothing makes sense um and then I was just like 
looking for something. Um, like I just kept looking for something and I would just travel and I, I remember, and I will tell you, do you want me to tell you like an, a very significant moment in my life? Oh, please do. It's like, it's so random. And I chased it un until now I chased that moment. So like, I was feeling like all these feelings, you know, I was pretty lost and, um, I, but then I found my ex there and then, um, it was like good again because I, I forgot about like existential things because I was like in a relationship and then but then when it ended I was like again on this like edge of like what's going on and then I was heartbroken too and then I was like what is this world what am I doing here what is happening you know like all these things and then um I I don't know I was like in Santa Monica and I had heard about mindfulness and that, this was like long time ago it's like seven eight years ago and I had heard about mindfulness and everybody would talk a lot about it, right and at that time it wasn't so huge like you didn't read a lot of Instagram posts about like mindful and like do this and that but um I was in Santa Monica and I there was like a little store and I was just like in a turmoil you know like inside my heart like there was just a turmoil I didn't nothing was making sense to me in the world I was like I don't know what I'm doing here but you know but I had faith I always knew there was something bigger than me like I always knew this like I always knew that there was like something taking care of me no matter where I went because it's so crazy I've put myself in so many situations in life like in so many like um like I would just travel without knowing where I'm going and I would just like travel all around America and people would be like super kind to me. People would like give me so many things. And I don't know, it was just like the sense of adventure that I didn't know what was going to happen. But a lot of people along the way, like really helped me out. Like it was crazy. And then at some point I was in Santa Monica and I was still like, you know, not understanding everything. And I was just looking for something and so I went to this little bookstore and I found this little book, like little blue book called like something about mindfulness. And I was like, you know, what the heck? I should try it. Maybe it'll help me find peace in myself or like something or some epiphany. I used to always look for epiphanies because I just wanted something to make sense. I was like, just give me something. And so then um, I took the book and I went to Santa Monica Beach and I was like sitting there. And also I was, I had become like a hermit kind of like, I was just like secluding myself. I was like, no, I don't. And to be honest, that's my personality. I don't like, even though I am very extroverted and I love talking to people, I love being alone like so much. I'll be like, please leave me alone. <laughs> but, um, so I took the book and I went to the beach and it was about to be sunset, but then I fell asleep without reading the book. I didn't read the book. But I just fell asleep with the book in my hand and I woke up and the sun was setting. And I kid you not, I've never felt such joy before. Like I woke up and I opened my eyes and like, I don't know what it was. I literally don't know what that moment was in my life because I wish I can come. I, I've come close to it, but not there ever because it was the most complete moment of my life. Like nothing in my life has given me so much joy than sitting on that the damn beach just like looking at that sunset like I was like you know I do so many crazy things now like I do so many like fancy crazy things and like it's insane all the things that I get to do but nothing has gave me that joy and that also keeps me quite real so anyway so going back to that moment I was just looking at the sunset and it just felt like nothing mattered nobody was in the world everything was fucking complete everything was so complete like just my entire existence was complete. I was like almost crying tears of joy. I had this like full heart and I didn't know what it was. 
but it just felt like something was like taking care of me and and I was just like in the comfort of something. I have no idea what that feeling was. I was literally not on anything. I don't I don't do drugs or anything, I swear. <laughs> and like I was literally not on anything. And I just had this like best moment of my life. That's and it was insane. And since then, yeah, since then I started doing a lot of yoga and like meditation. And I do come too close to like those alignment days, you know, where you're just like quite aligned and like feeling really good about like a lot of things. Um, but yeah. So yeah, but I haven't felt like that. I can chasing those moments. <laughs> That's awesome. I really like that story. I'm like, that sounds good. <laughs> I mean, that was a crying in the yoga mat moment when I was having an existential crisis. And I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> So, you know, when you're finding your purpose and things like that, um, I hadn't found my purpose. That was just a moment that ended. So I was still after that crying on my (laughs) yoga mat. I've had a lot of those moments, to be honest, but I've always known, I always just make this like little prayer or like just the something that something will show me the right way. Like if I do my best and if I just keep moving forward, something will show me the right way. And I've always just done whatever came to my heart. So there was a time when I had an idea of a podcast and I just started it. And then um, like my intentions were basically being able to be honest and true and share like the hard times or like um, just talk about real things, really real things in life. Like, because sometimes your friends could be going through something and you don't even know. Yeah. Like that, that's the craziest thing, you know, like that, that always psyched me. Like your friends could be going through such a hard time. They could be suicidal. They could be like anything. And you would never know. They would come out with you and they would seem so normal. And so I was like, and then I also realized like nobody was really having real conversations. <laughs> and yep. so I think maybe that's why you also started yours. And so um, that's why I started mine. And after that, I had touched like so many people and everybody would write me saying that, oh, you're saying things that like I think about and you know, it was reaching a lot of people. And basically, that's my entire life. Like then I started a sales job in my after my degree was ending, I didn't like it. And then I quit. And then I just found another um, place and like a co working space as a marketing assistant. And then I met this lady over there who quite, quite literally changed my changed the course of my life because she introduced me to the online business world. And that's when I started. So basically, I've just followed my heart, took all the risks and hoped it worked out. I think that is so beautiful. I would love if we could go deeper into that because I know for some people, they're going to listen to that and be like, what the fuck does following your heart mean? I'm sure there are a lot of people that get so frustrated. Well, I listened to an episode. I did an episode about this. Oh, excellent. <laughs> well, we'll link that in the show notes, but then we're also going to get a taste of it here. Basically, I, I feel like, you know, it can be hard to listen to your heart. To be honest, to be very honest, there's a lot of people who just like go with it and push themselves. So for example, if you don't like somebody anymore, you still push yourself. If you don't like your job and you still stay there and you're not listening to your heart when your heart tells you. And I, it's crazy to me that we only have this one life and people ignore their heart so much. Yeah. It's crazy to me. It's like, wow, what if I'm not here next week? Mm-hmm. What did I get? I'm like, or suppressing my heart. But I think... Okay, so I would say following your heart or listening to your heart. I think when you're quiet or like when you sit by by yourself or when there's like a little nudge, you know, like your heart like tells you. It's like bothering you. There's like some kind of 
resistance. Like I told you, the second time I wanted to launch the round, my heart wasn't in it, but my mind was because my mind was like, you know, you have this many spots to, to, to cover and you do the launch and you do all the marketing things and you do sales calls, book the clients, go through with it, done. My heart wasn't in it like at all. And I could feel it. Like I, you can feel it, right? Like, I don't know if like that's normal or not, but I always feel it and I cannot go against it. If I don't like somebody, I don't like somebody. Like I cannot change this. Like my heart is like the strongest thing. And I, I can try to suppress it for a little bit, Sometimes I'll suppress it and then it just becomes louder and louder. And I can see myself like feeling dimmer and dimmer. Yeah. That's a huge aspect to it is you, you kind of feel certain parts of yourself kind of falling away because your heart's like, well, no, but we want, we want this. And yeah, we get fulfillment from some other things, but like, imagine the fullness of the fulfillment if we actually did what I keep telling you to do. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's risky too, you know, because for example, when I canceled the program, like I, I didn't do myself any favor, you know, like I wasn't like, Oh my God. And I didn't do myself favor of like telling the people who signed up for it that I'm going to do one-on-one with you. But, um, my heart was just not in it. And my heart was just telling me to let go of something. And so that way I can create space for something new. And it's very, very risky and very, um, confusing. Actually, it's just a confusing thing too. Sometimes it leads you to like, a, you have to surrender, I guess. I think that's a really huge one that I'm learning currently is that not to hold on to things. Like how can, how long can you hold on to things when they're not flowing with ease? How long can you hold on to things when they're not flowing with ease? And I think a good thing to do there also is to like, take a look at your hands and see how they're gripping it. Is it just like, a loose grip that you could let things slip through your fingers? Is it a vice grip where you're holding on way too tight to something and it's suffocating? What does that, that mean? Something? Yeah. Is that I'm going to think a thought and then, and then my hand will grip? Yeah. Like really saying? strong, like a fist, like you're holding on too tight sometimes. Uh, it, it's like, it's like, um, yeah, I know this is actually like um, some exercises that we did to like to understand um, what your mind's up. So like, for example, you'd hold your hand like um, straight in front of you. And if you said something that was true, that your brain believed was true and your brain wanted it, your hand would be like super firm. But if you said something and you weren't sure about it, your hand would just like go down. Oh, neat. Yeah, your brain does that. It's incredible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a good conversation with myself later and <laughs> do some arm exercises. Yeah. Yeah, they um, they do it a lot before you do um, any hypnotherapy. So I've done like a lot of hypnotherapy. Um, and so before you do it, they, they ask you some beliefs. And if your brain believes those things, your your arm would be really strong and it wouldn't go down. But, but then after that, after they do the hypnotherapy session, they check it again if they, they've been able to rewire your beliefs or not. Oh, that's fascinating. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So when you are following your heart and you're doing difficult things like saying no to people, how do you support yourself during that? Because I know some people have really strong people-pleasing tendencies and it's impossible to say no to people. 
Whew. Okay. We have to have a talk about that. I've never been somebody who couldn't say no. I say no. I'm just like, "Mm -hmm." me too. I love saying no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I don't feel like going out. I'm not going out. I don't feel like dressing up. I'm not dressing up. If I don't feel like doing something, I'm not going to do it. But I think um, it definitely didn't come like with with ease actually, because I remember when I was in America, um, if somebody would ask me to do something, I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Okay. And I didn't recognize at that time that it was just my need to be liked. And I would just be like, yeah, okay, blah, blah. And then you just keep taking away from yourself. You're lowering your self-worth. It's just so difficult, you know, if you you keep doing that. The reason why I stopped was because I had an eating disorder. I used to have an eating disorder when, um, like when I was 18 or something. And it was really, really bad. And it got to a point where I wasn't eating much and like all these things. And then I, I just injured myself and I was in bed for like, because I was working out too much and I wasn't eating much. And so I was just like so sick that for, for a week or two, I was in bed and I had incredible pain in my foot. Incredible. Like I literally could not walk to the bathroom. Like it was just so bad. It was horrible. And at that time, I cried so much and I realized that what was I doing all this for? Like, who was I doing this for? And then I realized because, you know, society tells you that you have to look this way and like blah, blah. And it kind of like shifts your image. And I I was like, no, this is this is really stupid. And I'd be like, you can die like or like you just like, what are you doing? You're in so much pain. You can't do shit like you know, what is the point of this? Are you happy? So what does it happen if somebody sees you and thinks they, that is the point that changed my life. That is one of the points that changed my life because at that point, I stopped giving a fuck what people thought, said about me, what I was wearing, what I was doing. Like, I just stopped. I was like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do um, because this is my life. So this is the only life I have. And that was one of the biggest moments, turning points, definitely. Because when I was just, in so much pain I was like what did you do this for Nabila like what was the point of this why like what what did that give you if people were like oh you're so skinny and pretty and what what does that give you nothing and so then I I had to like really start shifting my mindset after that and I was like no it's about being strong and feeling good in yourself and that's when I did like a lot of self-worth work I was always into personal development, but that was the starting of like my inner work, like a lot of like my inner child work. And I remember having a mindset coach at that time and she did a lot of work with me and she was incredible. And she really changed a lot of things for me because we went back, we rewired a lot of my beliefs. I come from like a country where they go like, okay, you have to be really, really skinny to be pretty, but that's like everywhere, no? And for your parents too, like your mom, if she was kind of like always telling you, oh, you have to stay skinny or you have to like eat like this and things like that. And that's like also where you come up with like your people pleasing tendencies because you're just like avoiding yourself or you're not really um, honoring yourself. And I realized that my relationship with myself wasn't so good because I was just doing this for other people. And I was like, what was the fucking point? (laughs) I was like, what the fuck was I trying to prove? And then I, and I also realized that nobody came for me, you know, like at that point I was all alone, like I was all by myself and it was the worst thing that could ever happen to me. No one 
really gave a fuck. Um, so what did I care about? And then since then I just stopped. If you ever see my Instagram, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> like, I'm just me, you know, like I'm just me myself and like, I'm doing what I want to do. I've never thought twice what people think about me. I just do what I want to do. And they're like, how are you so confident? I'm just like, I feel like it's my life. I should be, you know, like you should be doing what you want to do and not care about what anybody says, because to be very fair with you, nobody really knows what they're actually doing in the world. So who really cares at this point? Yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> no. So when you had that moment in your bed and you're like, I'm in so much pain, who am I doing this for? Was that just yeah. like a switch that flipped and you were instantly able to be different the next day? Or was there kind of a journey to it where you had to there like was step by step? Yeah, of course. There was definitely a switch. Because there was there was definitely a switch, but then it was a journey. It was a journey to the person I am today. Yeah. It's always a journey, you know? But that was like a switch def- for sure because after I was just like in so much <laughs> freaking pain. And then I think there was just this point where I was like, why? What, what did I, why? Or also like if I kept doing that, I was not going to be able to live. You know, a lot of times I would just think, I can't live anymore. And I remember like being in that state, you know, where I was like, I can't live. Like, I don't know how to go out with my friends anymore. And I don't know what to do. It was like one of the toughest things. And it's so crazy that a lot of women have to go through that, actually. And if they don't have a strong mindset, it it can really. And a lot of women go through that for like a really long time. And I think once I overcame that, I realized I, I could I could do anything. I love that. Once I overcame that, I realized I could do anything. And then, really? so how do you, because now obviously you spend your life helping other people live better versions of their own lives. How do you support your clients in that journey themselves? So I've done so much work on myself because I think as humans, we all have pretty similar journeys, to be honest. I don't know. A lot of people will look at you and say, oh, you were just born like this or you were lucky. But I don't believe in that. Actually, I was really shy when I first went to America. Um, I was like so shy. I could not even order Chipotle. Literally, I was so shy. <laughs> imagine, imagine me. I was so shy. Just coming from such a different background. And, you know, we're, I've worked through so many things. I don't know. I, I love working on myself and I feel as if you can always get better. And that's always my motivation. Like how better can I get? And like, if you ever think about like this little Pakistani girl who was born in Pakistan, like, like how far have I come? Like, it's crazy. That's how I can help a lot of my clients because I have been through the experiences that they go through. Mm -hmm. Like I've been through most of them. Like if they're feeling like insecure or if they're not feeling confident, if they're feeling really lost, The only reason why I can support them so well is because I've personally been there to all those places where there are right now. Like, you know, when you first start your business, there is a self-development part in my course and my programs, but I mostly focus on marketing and business. And so I know how they feel, you know, like when they first start, they have no idea what they're doing. Everything feels like overwhelming and all of these things. And yeah, so like I've been everywhere And then if I see that they have a lot of personal development things that are coming up, like, for example, again, confidence issues are like huge always. 
what else? What are other people going to say about that? Money mindsets. Yes. Money mindset, being able to receive. Just like so many things that I work with my clients. Like I can tap into their to their shadow side. I can give them hypnotherapy. Like, what do they want? Like, I I have so many things that I do um, because I can, I'm very intuitive about what my clients need next. So if we have a one-on-one session, I know what they need to go to like a different level. So I will always provide them with that if they are open to it, that is. Yes. (laughs) That's a big part of it is the if they're open to it because as much as we can come forward and be like, I want this growth, there's also very, very, very sneaky parts of us that are like, oh, but that's scary to me. So maybe let's not do that. That's true. That's true. I feel like being human is just like an incredible experience. And at the same time, very, very interesting. You know, it's like, it's so like, sometimes I just think, what is this? You know, like, it's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) It's so true. It's just, uh, I almost called the podcast chaotic growth because growth can be really chaotic and it can just not it's always come a circle. it's always a it's always circle. circle it's like once you think you figure it out you go back you like you start again and then you like keep it's like always like you know you you had this problem you found the solution you integrated it and then there's another thing yeah there is a school of counseling called gestalt And that's pretty much what that is, is there's just different things in your life and something comes into the foreground and then you have to go through the full cycle of that thing and then it goes into the background and then something else comes forward and you've got to go through the cycle with that thing and that's just kind of how it works. We keep going, but you know what I've learned that a lot of times when you're into super into personal development, you make make it like an obsession and the more, I I followed this guy and and I saved it actually and this was something super huge. Um, that I saw. And that's why I was like, it's really important to take breaks from personal development work as well. Because if you don't, you're teaching your subconscious brain that it's not okay to, to experience life with ease, really. Yeah. And you're also telling yourself that you'll never be good enough. If you're always chasing better, which is good, You've also got to have those breaks where you're like, ah, oh, no, I'm I'm good enough right here. We can read a, a fictional book for a while and come back to personal development in a month. I know that because I used to be like that and I kept going, which like it brought me here, which uh, I'm very happy for. Um, however, I think you have to, the f- first foundation is like to accept yourself anyway. So that way, whatever you're doing, you're just adding on to yourself rather than um, feeling like you're lacking something because that's not a very good mindset to come from. Absolutely. A mindset of lack is a lot harder to find abundance in. Preach. <laughs> well, and to your point of um, when I said money mindset and you said some people struggle with receiving, we can think sometimes we're like, oh, money is just not coming into our lives. But sometimes it's because we're not receptive of the love that's actually there, of the joy that's actually there. We're holding ourselves back out of fear, out of unfamiliarity. Yeah. And, and a lot of women have that. A lot of women are really scared to receive, but a lot of men as well, actually. Who am I kidding? Um, because, you know, when you, somebody gives you a compliment, you're like, hmm. 
really. Um, or or when somebody wants to help you out. But there are people who like really receive. Yeah. I, I really get very curious about them. It's like, dude, what happened to you? Like, I'm so happy for you that you're that way. But uh, it's for crazy. Me, but So I am someone who loves to receive, but I still have definite blind spots where I do not allow myself to receive. But it's because I saw all the times that I didn't receive and I was like, no, I want things. So I'm just going to receive everything. I'm going to receive all the things. So that also is not the most beneficial. You still need to be very conscious of what you're allowing in and what you're receiving because sometimes you're allowing in some less than preferred things into your life when you're just going, yeah, I'll take everything you got. Damn, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I think everything. Let's go. No, but um, I think receiving definitely is is an important one, though. Like, I work a lot with my clients on that. And I've personally worked on it as well because with love or, like, anything. Yeah. I think that's also a thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then for yourself, how did you build the foundation of loving yourself anyway? That's a very deep question. Let me think about it. I feel like it's like always an ongoing practice, to be very honest with you. Um, It's like every day I choose it, like every day I choose myself. So first things first, I don't take my thoughts for for what they are. I don't believe my thoughts ever. But sometimes you do get carried away with them. You know, like, for example, when I told you about this, like, launch that I didn't want to do, my brain was like, you're giving up. You're giving up. You're You're failing what are you doing? Why are you giving up on this? Um, This is not what people do who are good at what they do. Yeah, it was like a whole thing that was going on in my head. And I realized what what was I trying to prove? Like, who was I trying to show this to? And what was going to die if I didn't do this launch? Like, what was going to happen? Why was I holding myself onto it? And I was so unhappy, you know, because I was also talking to my therapist about it. And I was like, I just don't feel like it. And she was like, so why are you doing it? And I was like, because then I failed if I didn't do it. She's like, who said that? You, you still have clients. You still have a business. You still have everything that you want to have. Who said that? And I was like, but I'm backing down. You know, it's like, and I'm stronger than that. And she was like, Nabila, you're not backing down. You're just taking a break and a vacation. It's a business, not anything else. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And then once I canceled it, I kid you not, my, the burden was like gone. So anyway, going back to your point, um, it's whenever I have those thoughts, I still choose to like show myself a lot of compassion. Like I have a lot of compassion for myself. I'm not like going to say I'm narcissistic. Well, I'm totally in love with myself or anything, but I'm very confident in myself because I've worked a lot on myself and I feel like I deserve better. Like I've done so much work on myself. I've seen so many things and I've always been there for myself and I love myself so much. God. Yeah. I love it. What are some of the practical ways that you actively love yourself? Well, I think definitely honoring my boundaries. For example, like if somebody wants to hang out with me all the time and I don't want to hang out with them, like I will have very, very clear boundaries. I think for me, showing myself love is like other than thinking about my future and like pushing myself to do my business and all these things, I try to make sure that I'm meeting my needs. So I'm trying to make sure that, you know, I'm healthy and I'm like, working out. I'm like taking time for like something good, just doing things that makes my heart happy. You know, like if sitting down on a bench with like coffee makes me happy, I want to do that. 
like, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And I, I think that's my way of showing myself a lot of love and also just honoring boundaries and taking care of myself. I think taking care of myself is a huge one. How am I expressing myself? So like if I want to go shopping or something like that, because a lot of times, a lot of times people don't take time for those things, but I really care. It's my way of showing myself love. It's so important because I know we can see the things that we should, that we feel that we should do for ourselves and get so stuck on the like, oh, I have to do this or I have to do this or like there are so many things that are pulling at me. But as you said earlier, really taking that time to be quiet and understanding what I actually need. Like sometimes I don't need the nap that I think that I need. Sometimes I actually need to move my body or drink more water or call a friend. Actually, I want to tell you something. This is a very good point. Um, so uh, what, whenever you're feeling like low or something, always just ask yourself, what, what do I need right now? Your, your brain actually knows. And I started doing this because it's just like, it works like magic. So if I'm feeling like down or if I'm feeling like something, I'll be like, what do you need right now? It, it might be like a walk. It might be like something to eat or like time with a friend. And your brain will tell you or your heart will tell you whatever tells you something. Your inner voice will tell you. Yeah, I want to encourage the people listening that that takes practice, that while Nabila and I are very practiced in a lot of uh, (laughs) self-development, self-talk things, if you're new to this and new to loving yourself and knowing what loving yourself looks like, it takes time. Have that compassion for yourself that we are talking about and really just, yeah, don't judge what comes up because sometimes maybe it's going to be a cheeseburger and that's okay. Yeah, whatever it is, make your heart happy. Um, I feel like that's a very, very good point, you know? I love that you said that because I think um, something that I'm trying to do for for my podcast is like go back to those times because I think I'm so advanced now that I can't connect with those moments or those things anymore. And I'm like, I don't remember the pain points of my <laughs> dark <laughs> It's so ironic because we spend so much time in the pain and then months later we're like, oh, I'm past that point. It's like, oh, crap. How did I get out of it? How did I get out? Yeah, it's it's so interesting because I, I forget sometimes that there are people who are still in that phase where, you know, they're still trying to find themselves or they're still trying to love themselves. And I just want to say it takes a lot of practice and patience and you still have days like, come on, Absolutely. You're, if you're human, you always have days. So I think... I think you know that you've made it when you're like able to bounce back faster. Yes. Yeah. It's not that you're not going to have the hardships. It's that you will know a little bit better how to hold yourself when you do. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. How do we find you on social media? How do we support you? How do we work with you? Ooh. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram at nabila.munshi. Um, support me by commenting on my things, liking my things, following me. Um, you can work with me. Um, I do, I run a program. It's called VIB Biz Accelerator and it gives you all the foundations for your business. We do all the marketing business foundations. So it's all for, um, usually based for coaches and service providers. And if you need more info, you can find it on my website and Good. those links are 
Instagram. <laughs> yes, and link will also be in the show notes. Well, Nabila, thank you so much for this conversation. I know that people thank are you. really going to benefit from it. And I'll thank chat you, with you soon. You so yes, thank you so much for having me. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. You can tag me on Instagram at crying on my yoga mat so I can see what you're learning and loving about the show. Until next time.